Okay, well, good. Let's, uh, let's talk about the other lost son today. Last week, we talked about the, the one we call the prodigal son, but there's more than one lost son in this, in, this, in this parable. Would you stand with me and let's read the second half of the par- the rest of the story. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come home, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, All these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the life and the power that are in your word. I pray that you would quicken us today, that you would help us to see ourselves, but you would help us to see you. Because that's where, the, that's where the truth is. That's where the glory is. That's where the destiny is. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit would quicken each person here to hear the things that you want to say and ignore the things that I just say. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. There's a party going on. Woo! <laughs> and... Uh, but not everyone is attending. Uh, and, and different ones have different reasons for not attending. Uh, Kevin brought uh, a word a few weeks ago about uh, uh, a father throwing a, a, a wedding feast. And he sent the servants out to get people to come to the wedding feast. And they didn't, they didn't want to come. They didn't come because they had, they had too much other stuff going on. You know, I, no, I've got to go do this. I've, I've got to go do that. Don't they know that that's the same time as the game? Don't they know that we're, we're, we have a closing that day? We've got this, we've got that. So they didn't come because of all the stuff that was, uh, that was going on that was more important than going to the party. But there are other reasons why, why people uh, don't go to the party. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that virtually all of you know the first half of this parable, but uh, just a quick rundown. Maybe there's somebody here who doesn't. Uh, there were two sons. The younger son comes to the father, says, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. Uh, what a thing to say to your father. <laughs> uh, give, my, give me my share of the inheritance. And the father, but the father does. And, uh, and really what he's saying is, uh, set me up so that I don't have to live life in reference to you. And once, once you go there, it's not too long before you pack your little bits up and off you go. And that's exactly what the son did, the younger son. And, he, and, and when, he, when he got off into the far country, he discovered there was famine there. Wow, what a surprise. Uh, once he had spent all the resources that the father had. And he came to himself. He said, wait a minute. 
You know, e even the servants back in my father's house have it a lot better than I've got it. I need to repent. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to say to my father, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like I've sinned against heaven and against you. Make me like one of your hired servants. And so he, he gets up and he takes, he takes a step to go back and the father sees him and comes running to him and throws his arms around him and kisses him and and, and the son says, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And the father goes, stop right there. Because that's all you need to say. You need to say that, but that's all you need to say. You know, let's, let's, let's have a party. So he's throwing a party. Well, there's the older brother. And the older brother's been out in the field. And he comes in and he hears music and dancing. And I mentioned in the first service, I don't know how you hear dancing. Unless, you know, it's, you know, Irish I, I know the uh, Spanish, they do that kind of thing too, don't they? Or Argentina or something, you know, but, but Ireland, yeah. Unless it's that kind of, but he hears it, and instead of going, oh, let me see what's going on, hey, I think there's a party, you know. He's very suspicious. Some in the kingdom get very suspicious, just naturally suspicious. Whenever people are enjoying themselves too much. Oh, uh, my dad, I wish I, had, I wish I had understood him when I was young. Yeah, but as I got older, I did understand him. And, you know, my dad had a brilliant sense of humor. But he grew up in a, he grew up in a, in a church culture where you don't use that. That was one of the great gifts that God gave to him. You know, and it was and it was basically squashed most most of his life in his calling and and uh, you know and I look back on it and I just, my my heart goes out to him to my dad because of that now but you know there there are a lot in the kingdom who just oh, that can't be God that's fun <laughs> that can't be yeah the move of the Holy Spirit because people aren't crying. Anyway, so he, he, he doesn't go, he calls a servant. You know, he, he's, he's, he doesn't even want to get close to that stuff. He, he calls a, a servant and he says, what's going on? And when the servant tells him what's going on, hey, your brother's back and your dad's killed the fattened calf and we're having a party. Yeah, everybody's off work right now. This is great. Uh, he gets angry refuses to go in. As I said, there's a party going on. Not everyone's attending, and there are different reasons why some people don't attend. Some because they think they're too busy or they got something more important to do. Some because they got angry. Because, uh, well, it, recall, it recalls the workers in the vineyard that Alan taught about, uh, I guess, two or three weeks ago. You know, those who've been there, I've been working all day long for a day's wages. And then these other people come later on and they start working and they get a day's wages. I should get more rather than what I agreed to come in for. You know, those who complain about others uh, being in, feeling entitled, you know, they just feel entitled. They, they feel like everything should be given to them are generally people who feel pretty entitled themselves. You know, they're, they're, they're feeling kind of a sense of entitlement. You know, uh, I, I think that person feels entitled because they don't really work and, and they, want, they want something anyway. You know, I work. 
I'm entitled. Oh, okay. I, listen, this is going to be even more fun as we get deeper into it. <laughs> just, just a fair warning going out there. Uh, in this case, the issue was jealousy. The issue was jealousy. Quite honestly, younger brother got to do what he had wanted to do, and he was welcomed back anyway. <laughs> what is up with that? And so the father hears about how what's going on with his, with his older son, and it says when the father heard about this, he went out and pleaded with his son. Woo! Uh, you know, last week it, it, was, it was really great to hear that as soon as, the, as soon as the younger son started home, the father came running to him because the father had been looking for him. You know, and it's one thing to look for that prodigal. It's one, it's one thing to be looking for the, for the lost sheep and, and run to him when he comes home and, or she comes home and, and, and welcomes them back. Oh, that, that mercy, that's so great. It's something else to go out and plead with that piece of work that lives under your roof. And we got a father who'll do that. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows any of those pieces of work that live under God's roof. <laughs> or if anybody is. <laughs> but we got a father who does comes out and he pleads with him. You're faithful forever. That's perfect in love. That's what that is. See, the, 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 father, the father didn't do that because he was weak. It wasn't like, oh no, if I don't go out there and plead with him, I might lose him as well. No, that wasn't why the father, the father did that because he's perfect in love. Perfect. And because he's secure. He was secure enough to go and be able to plead with him. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't coming from a place of weakness. He was, he was coming from a place of strength. And so, uh, the older brother, there's a party going on. He doesn't want to go to it. His younger brother is back. He's not too thrilled about that. And his dad comes out and pleads with him. And the response, the way he responds to all this is with a rant. And so here's the older brother's rant. And you know what? It's, it, it, that's okay. Because the, father, the father's strong enough to handle our rants. You know, sometimes you need to rant to God. There are some times you just need to unload and just go, God, I got a few things to say. Yeah. Say them. He'll fix you. <laughs> yeah, say them. All these years I've been slaving for you and I've never disobeyed your orders. You know, Jesus did not say, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you work. No, he said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. When, when I came back to the, to the Lord in my mid-20s, um, I had heard this verse all my life. But, uh, I, you know, and I, it's it's good verse, great verse. But it, it took on personal meaning for me when I came back to the Lord because one of the things that I discovered in coming back to the Lord was how much I had been striving. How much I had been trying to, I don't know, grab for the gusto or whatever it is you're supposed to do when you're out there in the world to, to, uh, to find some purpose, to find some, some significance, to find some, some, some meaning in my life. 
how, how very much I've been striving. And then I read, read, this, read this verse for the umpteenth time, but for the first time after coming back to the Lord, it went, oh, yes. Yes, because he does. You will find rest for your soul. There was a soul weariness that it kind of that sneaks up on you. You don't even know that it's there. And you, and you, and you come to the Lord and it's, and it's lifted. And there's, and there's a rest there. There are those who are trying to, to earn, earn it. But God never intended for us to slave for. How would you feel if, you know, your, your, your child, I say child, uh, young adult child, who was living at home or whatever, you know, came to you and went, I've been slaving for you all my life. But you go, well, good. That's what I meant for you to do. No, uh-uh, that's not what, as a parent, you mean for your child to do. I, they're going to do some work. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait until Bo and Jack grow up and can really cut grass for themselves instead of just sitting on my lap while we, while we cut grass. That's how you do it, buddy. You're going to do this one of these days, you know. But it'll be work that's fulfilling. It, 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 you know, it, it'll, it'll be work that builds you up. It'll be work that's fruitful. It'll be something that, that adds meaning and value to, to, to your life. We'll work, but not as a slave. I've been slaving for you. We'll work, but not as a slave. And then he says, you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. <laughs> well, poo. You know, <laughs> never gave me even a young goat. Wow. Hey, come over to my house. I've got a goat now. <laughs> We're going to kill it and you can help me. Clearly, he had eaten at his father's table all of his life. Clearly, he had never missed meals. Clearly, clearly he had had everything that, that, that he needed, but he wasn't really, that wasn't really what he wanted. This isn't about the goat. It's about the second part of that. So I could celebrate, not with you. See, I've got every, all this stuff, but I have to do that with you. So I could celebrate with my friends. He wanted... The same thing that his little brother wanted. It's just that his little brother was so bodacious that he, you know, goes, give, me, give it to me, Dad. And, you know, and Dad did. And he just kind of sat over here and stood and went, mm, I want that. I ain't going to say it, but it's really what I want. It's really what's in my heart. I want something to be given to me so that I can live life with somebody else who's not you and without reference to you. That's, that's what he was asking for. But when this son of yours, and note that, there he goes, you know, this son of yours, not my brother, you know, not when Joe comes home or, or, or when my brother comes home, but when this, not even my stinking brother, but when this son of yours comes home. And we'll, we'll go back to that in, in just a few minutes when we, when we look at the father's reply. When, when this son of yours comes home, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, you kill the fatted calf for him. Okay. Uh, we didn't read the first part of this parable. We read it last week, and most of you already know it. And the first time the word prostitutes is mentioned, 
is in what we read today. I don't recall that being a part of what it said in the What this did was reveal his heart. See, here's, here's the thing. We, we look at other people's lives and we figure out why they did so and so. Or we figure out what their motives are. We, we figure out what's going on with them. Yeah. And all we're really doing is revealing our own hearts. Because what we're doing is we're going, that's what I would do. You don't know what other people's motives are. You don't know what's going on. And if you, and if you go there, that will eat you alive. That will, that will mess up your relationship to the Father. It'll mess up your relationship to life. It will make you, it'll mess up your relationship to that person. And it'll make you a miserable person. You know, as a, as a, as a pastor... Uh, you know, you look out sometimes and you see, well, so-and-so's not here. Yeah, wonder what they're doing. And there's a tendency to go home and go, well, I wonder, what, I wonder where they went today. I wonder, what their, I wonder what their excuse is. I know they don't have a reason. I, I wonder what their excuse is. Some, they might have gone fishing. <laughs> Yeah, and it took me a while to realize if I'm going to continue in this, in this line of, uh, of calling for my life, i got to quit that. i got to quit that because I won't survive, and you won't either. And, and in our lives, we, we have a, such a tendency to look at, and it's not just about who's in church and who's not in church. It's about all kinds of things. Why are they laughing? You know, they looked at me when they laughed. <laughs> Why didn't they come to the party I gave them? I, they probably didn't come to the party because they knew Ken was coming and they didn't want to, you know, they just didn't want to have to. I, there's a problem between them and Ken. You don't know. You don't, you don't, have, you don't have any idea about what's going on. And so the younger, you know, the older brother goes, well, he's gone. He squandered your money with prostitutes. How do you know that? Did you have a, a, a drone following him or something like that? Remember, wild living doesn't have to be on lower broad. Wild living doesn't have to involve ingesting chemicals. Wild living doesn't have to be Sexual immorality. While living is any living that is done without reference to God in your life. Whether it's buying a car or putting together a budget or going to the grocery store or, 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 or whatever it is. Anything that's done without reference to God because He wants to be involved in, in your entire life. Well, the Father's reply. Let's, let's, let's get over here. What a, what a dad. You know, my son. That's, you know, that's the first thing, that's the first thing he says, my, my son. You know, there's some pretty mean people in the kingdom of God. There's some pretty mean people in the kingdom. There's some pretty greedy people in the kingdom of God. And they're not all pastors. <laughs> yeah. 
some, some, uh, some jealous people in the kingdom of God? You know? Some people just sitting back on their blessed assurance because she got to do that and I didn't get to do it. So, I mean, they'll, they'll let me know when they want to elevate me, you know. Oh, uh, why don't you just go serve? <laughs> you know. Uh, some contentious people. In, you, you know that some Christians are contentious and that that alliterates contentious Christians? Okay, it's it's a brief alliteration, but it but it's I mean they both C Christian C contentious. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all are hungry, aren't you? Yeah. There are, and 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 some judgmental people in the kingdom, and but we're all dealing with stuff, and none of us have arrived, and, and all of us got things going on, and all of us have things that. You know, we, that can be picked at. In fact, some of them, you don't, you don't have to pick very fine. To, uh, to, to. My son, that's the important. God doesn't go, well, you know, you're a rascal, so I'm not going to have anything to do with you anymore. You, you're not my son anymore. My son, my daughter, what? He's perfect in love, people. Uh, you are always with me. And what can be better than that? Psalm, Psalm 16 says, In His presence is a fullness of joy. In His right hand are blessings forevermore. Seriously, what, 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 can, be, what can be better than, than being with the Father? I, I, having a goat with your friends? You're always with me. Uh, that's, that's, where the, that's where the joy, that's where the blessing is. Everything I have is yours. You want a goat? There's a whole field full of them. They all belong to you. Go get you one. Go get you ten. Go get you whatever you, whatever you need. Because when you, when you have me, you, you, you have everything. There's a... Uh, a story, apocryphal story. It's it's just it's a parable, quite frankly. You know, this this Roman senator back in Rome's heyday uh, had a son who was a total scoundrel and um, licentious and just you know he was his son, but big disappointment. Had a servant named Marcus. Marcus was actually a slave in his household, but Marcus had served faithfully and been with him for years and was just a just a, just a wonderful servant. And when it comes time for him to uh, settle his estate, he's getting ready to die. He calls his son in and says, uh, you know, you've been, you've been a big disappointment. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave my estate to Marcus. You can only have one thing. Choose, choose one thing that you want. And the, the son goes, I'll take Marcus. Because when he had Marcus, he had everything. And when you got God, you got everything. And if you don't have God, you don't have anything. I don't care how many zeros are behind whatever digits in your bank account. I, I, you know, I don't care how many properties are, are deeded in your name. I, I don't care how many pairs of shoes you've got in your closet. Sorry, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> But if you don't have God, you've got nothing because you're not keeping any of that stuff. You're not going to keep any of it. If you, if you have God, you've got everything. 
You, you might not have, you know, the, the latest Maserati, but uh, as, as uh, Brother Moore used to say, 100 years from now, nobody knows no difference, including you. And maybe it's probably not going to take that long to get there. When you have God, you have everything I have is yours. First Corinthians uh, 10, Paul says, all things are yours and you are of Christ and Christ is of God. So you, you've, you've got it all. Uh, and here's the other thing. Even though everything is yours, it's also mine if I belong to him. See, with God, it's infinity. Uh, I, I, I love the little old joke. You know, is there a number larger than infinity? Yes, there is. Infinity plus shipping and handling, you know. And, <laughs> and, and with God, it's infinity plus shipping and handling plus taxes plus excise plus uh, customs duty. I mean, there's, there's no, and in fact, the more of God you got, the more of God I get. Because when I'm around you, you know, he just, he's flowing through you. His, his presence is there and, and I, I get more. And the more of God I've got, the more of God you get. There's none of this. You see, in, in the world's uh, calculus, the thing is, if, if, there's only so much. And so if I get this much of it, there's not, then there's less left for you. But that's not the way it is in the kingdom. It's, it's a whole new way of thinking, a whole, whole new way of living, people. There's never any reason for jealousy about anybody having, having something from God. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours this brother of yours, you know, you may want to, you may want to write off certain people. You may want to write off certain camps. I mean, when I was growing up uh, in, in, a, in a southern backwoods Pentecostal church, we knew the Baptists weren't saved. They smoke. They couldn't possibly be saved. The Catholics, they, they, you know, they worship the Pope or, or something, you know, they bow down to Mary, I, you know, whatever. We know Jesus and the church of Christ, good grief. They don't even recognize us. So they can't be saved. But we're, we're, we're open to everybody, as long as they're not Baptist, Catholic, uh, Church Christ, Methodist, you know. <laughs> but it's not up to you. It's not up to you. It's not up to me. You know, we tend to want to write somebody off because of who they voted for or what kind of radio station they listen to or what kind of music they like or what kind of clothes they wear or or, or some, some other reason. It's not up to you. This brother of yours, this sister of yours, that's exactly what they are because the Father says that's what they are. And we lose sight of the fact this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And we lose sight of the fact, we, we, get, we get sidetracked on issues, on side issues, and we think it's about, well, this doctrine, or we think it's about, uh, you know, what, what my view of, of this situation is in the world or, or, or uh, my particular view of the way people should live their lives or something like that. The issue is life and death. Those are the issues. He has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. He has transferred us from death into life. That, that is exactly what has happened. Jesus Christ came into the world not so that, every, so that everyone who believes in Him will dress alike, 
so that everyone who believes in him will think alike. No, he came into the world so that everyone who believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. That's what the issue is. That's what it boils down to. And when life comes, it is to be celebrated. It's party time. It's a great thing. <laughs> One last thing. The older brother, what did he do? We don't know. I guess I always just kind of assume that he finally went, oh, Dad, you know, you're right. I've been, I've been a stinker. Let's, let's go party, you know. <laughs> I think it's probably more likely that he went, whatever. And whenever we're confronted with the truth of the gospel, whenever something from the Holy Spirit confronts our lives, we have the choice of going, you're right. Let's go party. Or turning around and going, whatever. Last week I was preaching to the choir. This week I was preaching at the choir. If the Holy Spirit has spoken to you about something, don't turn away. Because there's life. There's life in His Word.